Welcome to the Rent to Rent Success Podcast, all about creating consistent cash flow, escaping the nine to five, and really living life on your terms. This is the only podcast entirely dedicated to helping you achieve rent to rent success. It's our place to inspire each other to believe bigger, to be bolder, and to be game changers for good. I'm Stephanie Taylor, your guide on this exciting ride. Let's start up the engines and get ready to fly. Hello, 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 Stephanie here. And oh my goodness, it's episode 17 of the Rent to Rent Success podcast. Today, we're talking about how to choose the right area for rent to rent. This episode is a response to questions asked in the Rent to Rent Success Secrets Facebook group. Kay asks, how to manage a rent to rent outside of your home location or city and how to find a profit profitable area and richard wants to know how to establish if an area is too saturated to have any more additional hmos and i'm going to cover all that and more in this episode it's going to be a good one thanks for being here with me you make this worthwhile uh, if you've been enjoying listening to the podcast as much as I have been enjoying recording it for you, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Those few words really mean a lot. And thank you to all of you who have already done that. All right, let's dive into the subject of the right location for your first deal. This one really gets people confused. Where should you start? People are doing rent-to-rent -rent in cities all over the country. Rent-to-rent uh, -rent works in most cities. And of course, there are checks to make first. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about now. So to make sure that it's going to be a good area for you. You want clarity. So here goes. Should you start near home or far away? Kay asked about how to manage a rent-to-rent -rent outside of your area. And you can do either. For example, we outsource the day-to-day -day management to our team so we could live further away from our properties because we're not doing the day-to-day -day work. And Judith lives abroad and has her rent-to-rent -rent business here managed by a property management manager. So do I recommend that you start your first deal far from home? No, I don't. Three reasons. It's really important when analyzing the deal to know your area and when setting up the property it works better when you can get there easily and number three you get to keep the profit if someone else is doing the work someone else is getting paid can you do it far from home yes you can should you try that on your very first deal probably not so choose an area you know well as your first area People overlook how much easier this will make the process both at the beginning and after you have more properties. Choosing an area you know well close to your home or work will give you so much more clarity than trying to get your uh, first property from afar in an area unknown to you. It's not impossible, it's just much more difficult. And because you don't need to buy the property, you can do this even if you live in an expensive area like London. 
If you live in the countryside, though, look at the biggest towns or cities near you. You'll see when we go through what to look for that these are mainly city areas. Um, then you'll need to look at a few other things just to make sure that the location is really going to work from an HMO perspective. And as I discussed previously, if you're using the model we suggest, it doesn't matter whether the area is Article 4 or not. So go back and listen to Episode 11, where, where I talk more about Article 4. And that will be at renttorentsuccess.com slash 11. That's rent number two, renttorentsuccess.com slash 11 for Episode 11. So to see if an area works for you, what we're looking for is the four Ps. Number one, that it's practical. Number two, that there are people hubs. Number three, public transport links. And number four, the property types. So let's look at number one, practical. As, as I've already said, it's much, much, much easier to choose an area near to where you live or work. It needs to be practical for you to get to. So if it's easy reach for you, then when you're doing the setup and you're going to the property at the beginning, it's going to run much more smoothly and easily. Later on, you might choose to outsource. So it's up to you how much importance you put on the distance. For us, all of our properties are within 20 minutes of drive of where we are, although we, we have outsourced our property management. So for you, near might be different. If you live in London, for example, you might say 50 minutes because everything seems to take longer in London. But for us, 20 to 30 minutes uh, seems seems reasonable. But for you, it might be slightly different. Something that you can get to. Number two is people hubs. Really important. The more your property should be near people hubs. And the more people hubs that you're near, the more resilient that is as an investment location. So what are people hubs? It's, it's as the name suggests, things that attract people. So things like hospitals, large employers, universities, shops, cafes and restaurants. And these are the reasons for people coming to your city. The more people hubs there are in your location, the more resilient it is as an investment area. Thanks for being on board today. And you know what Steph would love more than a cute dashhound photo on Instagram? It's you. She'd love to hear from you about what's stopping you getting started, about what rent-to-rent wins you've had this week. Slide into her DMs. She's at Stephanie T Property on Insta. Or just click renttorentsuccess.com slash Insta. That's rent, the number two, rentsuccess.com slash insta and it'll take you straight to her profile now more than ever life is all about staying connected so let's talk number three is public transport links in many areas most tenants don't drive in our area Newport in South Wales, we've got quite a high percentage of drivers. 50% of our tenants have cars. So good transport links nearby are really important. And it's even more important if you're in an area like London where fewer people might be driving, where you would expect that fewer people would, would be driving. So that's number three. Number four is property type in your area and 
investment in your area, you want to make sure that the, the right kind of properties, the right size and style of properties are available, that there are lots of um, HMO type properties that are in your location. And once you know that your location has the four essential P's, that it's practical, has people hubs, has public transport links and has uh, the right property types, then you want to make sure that the demand is there. Kay asked how to find a profitable area. Richard asked how to tell if an area is oversaturated. And a profitable area and one that isn't saturated is ones where you can fill the rooms easily. So let's look now at demand because that's what we need to assess next and able to answer those questions. The first place to start is the number one website for filling uh, rooms and shared houses, which is called sh uh, Share Room. It's called Spare Room. And that will show you the number of people looking for rooms, the number of rooms available, the rents for each of the rooms. And also you'll see on there from the photos, the conditions of the property. You'll be able to see the rooms from the lowest to the highest end of the market. You'll be able to ass assess where you want to position yourself in that marketplace. But there are limitations to spare room, though, because not every room that's available is on spare room. Not every person looking for a room registers with the site to say that they're looking for a room. But spare room is a great starting point. Now, some people say that there's a ratio when looking on spare rooms. So, for example, that you'd want to see three people looking for each room available. I haven't found that to be true. The ratios in our area vary a lot throughout the year. So sometimes it'll, you'll go on spare room and you'll, it'll appear that there's a really, really strong demand. And other times you'll go on spare room and it'll, it'll appear there's a really slow demand. But what we found is this is a great area. Um, and so the final part of the puzzle is local intelligence. So spare room gives you part of the picture. And then your local intelligence will give you the rest. So here, speak to local letting agents and landlords. Remember not to put too much weight on what they're saying if they're not HMO specialists. And some, some local agents and landlords might want to throw you off the scent as well and, and, and not encourage you to invest here uh, in, that, in that area. So... Lots of HMO investors contact us about investing in Newport and tell us that local high street letting agents have advised them that HMOs don't work here. And really what it means is HMOs don't work for them. Um, because we have specialist HMO knowledge, we can make HMOs work where, you know, some traditional high street letting agents in our area can't. And also, also they don't want to. That's not the business that they, they want to do. So talk to HMO agents, landlords and others and get a feel for the area. You need to understand the areas to target and the areas to avoid. That's why it's also important that you understand the areas because that personal knowledge is the final piece of the puzzle. To summarize, you look at the fundamentals, that it's practical that it's got people hubs, that it's got public transport links, that it's got the right property times. Once you've assessed that, you look at the demand by going on spare room, 
by um, then using local intelligence, so that's other landlords and agents and investors, and also using your own knowledge of the area, and that based on all of that, you make a decision. Now, I know that some people do like to use dummy ads on Spare Room. So let's just say you put an ad up to test whether you get any response. We personally don't do this. If you're nervous about moving forward, that can give you the information you need. But do be careful because Spare Room are clamping down on this. And if they spot or are alerted to a dummy ad, they will block your profile and restrict your access to their portal based on your IP address. The great thing about getting started in Rent to Rent is your focus is, is one. You only need one property to get started. Two average properties will give you cash flow of over a thousand pounds per month. And Brenda's very first deal cash flows over twelve hundred pounds a month. And I'll put a link to Brenda's video where she tells us the story of getting her first deal. And Maria recently talked about her two properties, her first two properties cash flow one thousand five hundred pounds a month. And I'll put a link to Maria's video in the show notes as well. So you only need one to get started. Do your due diligence and then take action. And if you want to find out more about how we do it, then you can get your free Rent to Rent Success Guide and Masterclass at renttorentsuccess.com slash guide. That's rent number two rentsuccess.com slash guide. If you found this useful, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let Apple know. And I thank you so much for doing it. I wish you lots of incredible awesomeness this week. And remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like the links for anything mentioned in today's episode, or if voice is not enough and you want to see us on video too, you can find all the show notes and lots more at renttorentsuccess.com. That's rent number two, rentsuccess.com. If you've enjoyed today's episode, we'd super appreciate it if you would take a few minutes to review it in your podcast app. Remember, we'll be donating to our B1G1 charities too for each review you give. Until then, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer.